Welcome to another episode of the Filmed in Canada podcast. I'm Alexander Cairns, um, not joined by William today, but do have a few special guests with me. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, Matthew Taylor Blay. I'm a filmmaker in, from Vancouver, based in Kitsilano right now. And I'm Maddie Mahal. I am also a filmmaker born and raised here in Vancouver. I would, I have, ex- I would have expected it to be Blaze. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. Blay. <laughs> He's actually more French. I wish it was Blaze. That'd be cooler. Blaze. Johnny Blaze. <laughs> well, Maddie Blaze. Ooh, Maddie Blaze. you change my first name? I would change your first name for the sake of your last name. Okay. Right, so we're getting a two-for-one deal. Yeah. Yeah, I got both of us here. Um, I guess you guys have done some work together. I, I, I can't remember exactly how or when I would have met you, but sometime I think a few we met years ago. A couple years back at... Yeah. Uh, is it Nathan Douglas's place? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that sounds was right. Yeah, yeah it sounds yeah, about some right. Some VIF thing, probably. Yeah. probably. yeah. Yeah, we've had Nathan on the podcast, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Talked about um, a couple of his shorts, Cave of Size and mm-hmm. Son of the Barbershop. Uh, Son of the Barbershop, yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. You're a big fan? No, I should think if I got that right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a big fan. Yeah. I like that short, but I just didn't know. I knew it was something Barbershop, and I threw Son out there hoping that yeah. like, I didn't mess up. Well, because it was podcast. like a father son yeah, yeah. conversation, right? Okay, so. There you go. Nathan listens to this be man, he got my title wrong. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> cool. Well, um, thanks for joining us. I guess we're going to talk about uh, some films that you guys have made mm-hmm. together and separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But um, see where it goes. Yeah. So why don't we start uh, with Forest Movie? For sure. Cool. I guess were, were you involved in that as well? Yeah. Maybe? I yeah. produced, uh, produced, produced the film. It. Yeah. Okay. So, so Forest Movie... Played at VIF last year as part of the um, the Future Present program, mm-hmm. and um, maybe you could give us a quick summary, Matt, of the film. Yeah, uh, or just whatever, however you want to introduce it. Uh, I was just for the for the log line or overview. I always just wrote a woman gets lost in the woods. Yeah, um, I noticed it, that on the IDB it is page it is today. it is very the. The narrative is pretty slight, so what actually happens? Um, it's kind of hard to go into the film and describe it without just getting into uh, what it is thematically and mm-hmm. like, the ideas behind it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it is, but it is literally that a woman uh, calls in sick for work, packs some stuff, and goes out for a hike into the woods. Goes out for a walk, mm-hmm. and her idea is to is to sit and contemplate some stuff. We don't know what she's contemplating. We don't know what she's hoping to get out of it. Um, but she just, I think she just needs to kind of slow down and maybe even sort herself out, uh, ruminate on some things. And she sits down in the chair in the middle of the forest and falls asleep and wakes up in the middle of the night Yeah, and, uh, has to make her way back out in the, in the darkness. And that's, that's, that's essentially what happens in the movie. That's, that's the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more stuff we can get into about what it's about, but mm. yeah, we can get into that. Yeah, we can even talk about I guess how it came to be about. Yeah, like where we came from. Oh yeah, so there's a little backstory, I guess. But like, uh, so I'm I'm a director as well as Matt. Yeah, like, first and foremost, that was kind of our thing. Yeah, and we met in film school. And when you meet other directors, you kind of have this trouble where it's like you're not exactly sure how you can really work alongside them technically on certain projects. But mm-hmm. in the kind of low budget world we're in, you're kind of forced to work with your friends, whether they are our directors or not right and I kind of got into producing a little bit to kind of change that up where I can help produce certain friends works and mm-hmm. uh, and when I thought okay because 
I was directing some stuff that was taking some time in editing, but I yeah. still wanted to be involved right. with like what you know Matt was up to or what people were up to. And uh, so I think I started talking to Matt about, hey, if you have an idea you want to do, uh, maybe I can help produce. And that's like a way in that we can kind of work together on something. Because before we had done separate shorts and separate films as directors yeah. without being able to really kind of help each other out. So I think I started talking to Matt about that idea as well as our other producer, Heya Kalani. Mm-hmm. Is that your name right? You don't know how to I say, don't know her, how name. say her last name. Yeah, that's another <laughs> one where I would have I would have guessed like Kal- Kalini or Kalaini. Kalaini, I don't know. She's, yeah. she's very unimportant in the story. If I had to name her, <laughs> well, she is my fiance. Yeah, this is true. But she, yeah, but she's very unimportant to my life, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so we so I kind of started talking to Matt about that, and Matt had this idea. I think he had a few different ideas actually for films at that point, but we kind of set it on Forest Movie. Mm-hmm. Well, this one was it. You were at. We were both at VIF the year before with Shorts, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Uh, I just started getting the inspiration initially for the film from um, just being in a festival and watching so many movies and having mm-hmm. my thoughts wander during them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. kind of, uh, you know, I'd kind of lose track of the narrative. And I was really inspired, I guess, by just being around films the whole time that it got me thinking about them. And then I would just, in the middle of a movie, just start thinking about stuff and not really be able to follow it. So I think the the seed for the film was planted at the festival. And then while we were there with our our own films, we were just in that in the lounge. And um, Heya was in my short and there with me, obviously. And uh, Manny was there with his cinematographer, Gary Chutai, who shot forest movie yeah and i just kind of like hey i've been thinking about this idea all throughout the festival and i think it's really it's it's a good idea and it's really simple yeah to like uh actually physically make yeah um which usually is actually a lie it ends yeah. up being really difficult this actually was genuinely really smooth the whole production mm-hmm. um, we got very lucky <laughs> We did. It could have yeah, been way worse. Yeah, true, I guess. But, you know. but, but that's, that's what, kind of where it started. And then one year later, we were there with the film. Yeah. yeah. That was the unique thing with us. That he kind of pitched to us while we were in, this, in the same kind of world as uh, he was talking about. We were surrounded by films. We were in the middle of a two-week film festival. Yeah. Watching like three or four movies a day. You know what I mean? That all our kind of thoughts and our, uh, our mind was kind of revolving around that. So when he pitched us the movie, we were all like super into it. Like, oh yeah, like, for sure. Like, what's... It was the right time to pitch a movie, I'll say, mm-hmm. in the VIF Lounge. And, uh, mm-hmm. and funny enough, the next year we were there with the film to present, too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of birthed and seen at VIF. Yeah, it was a very appropriate place to premiere it. Sure. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's... I'm, I'm kind of curious how that came about, because I guess um, that program at the festival is fairly new. Mm-hmm. And you were the first year. The second, uh, second well, year, yeah, because you because you were pop song, song yeah, was pop in song. the first year. Yeah, yeah you were. You, so your short played in front of was it uh, Woody Poutine? Yeah, yeah, yeah Poutine. it was um, two years ago. Yeah, and then um, I guess like, do you did you just submit it to the festival or did you present it specifically to Adam Cook who who programs yeah. that or? Yeah, well, kind of both. Um, I was talking to Andrea, who uh, programs Wavelengths. Okay. Uh, and I was back and forth with her about the film because it was very close to being finished and the deadline for the for submissions was getting closer and closer and they actually extended it mm. quite a bit. I was I was over and I would send them a cut and then I'd be like, no, no, this is an updated one. And we were going back and forth. And that year, Adam 
got involved with TIFF and he became, I think, associate programmer of Canadian film, something like that. Yeah. Um, so he had heard about it and he, he messaged me saying, oh, I'm really interested in, in what Forest movie is. Can you send it to me? And I think I had already sent it to Curtis the same time as I had sent it to, to Andrea. Right. Um, but obviously, Future Present was what I was hoping for. Yeah. And we were actually, uh, we were traveling at the time so I wasn't. Oh, sorry, sorry. When you say wavelengths, that's is that TIFF? Right? That's TIFF. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that that's that was the first place I was trying to submit it to before it was even finished. And we were traveling at the time, so I wasn't really in much contact with, with you know, Vif or Curtis or anything. I just right. emailed it to him, just being like, "Hey, I have this film," mm-hmm. and didn't it didn't really go from there. Um, and then yeah, Adam through TIFF and people watching it there wanted to see it so i sent and, it to and him. it did get programmed it didn't no it, no oh, okay. it, it got it it from my understanding it seemed like it was it was pretty close but it just it didn't okay. quite get in and uh and i was which was totally fine i didn't really have much of applied for it because the way the way the timeline worked with the film was either like i finish it right now mm-hmm. and make the deadlines or you know and it say it's like 98 percent there or I wait an entire year and just sit on it. And I'm not, I'm not really that kind of person. I like to work quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I finished it and was sending out all these rough cuts to to them. And, and I got yeah, Adam caught wind of it. And um, it worked out that, you know, instead of TIFF, it got to premiere here at home with Future mm-hmm. Present, which honestly, it's for this, especially for this specific film, was probably a better situation. It was a better yeah. better premiere for the film. It just, it just fit perfectly and it just worked out. Yeah. But the, yeah, so it was kind of both where I think I had sent it to, to Curtis, but Adam came to me looking for looking to, to see it, and uh, I had sent it to him, and we discussed it a bit. And then when I got back from our, our travels, mm-hmm. I just like sat down for eight hours straight and just made a, a new cut, just mm-hmm. a slightly different cut, and that's the one that, that played it. That's the one that he, he liked. Yeah, nice. We have that in our, in our mind too, kind of hoping. You know, you, when you ever start a film, you kind of hope to finish by a deadline, hoping mm-hmm. that yeah, it will yeah. get into a festival. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of saying how how cool it would be to premiere here in Vancouver because it is like a very West Coast Vancouver type film. You take yeah. this in the forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, it kind of uh, makes me think of um, Old Joy, mm-hmm. Kelly Riker. Yeah. yeah, Pacific yeah. Northwest vibes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Just some, something about going into the forest and, and kind of isolating yourself. Yeah. Just brings out yeah demons or exactly or yeah whatever that person has yeah yeah, yeah it just it just it puts you in a different emotional mindset mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that was a big ploy or not ploy i guess but the big thing with the film too so we were trying to, even though it was somewhat avant-garde i guess you could say mm-hmm. we were doing like a big risk as far as doing the kind of the main uh plot element was a big risk for us to go into the forest and like we don't really know if the audience will stick with us per mm-hmm. se like yeah. if, you're, if you want to if you want to talk oh, about there were some who didn't. Yeah, there were yeah. some who didn't, of course. Could, it was a very quiet film, and you could hear the door slam a couple times. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we in were... In the middle of the film. Hey, yeah, uh, but I guess that's unavoidable. Yeah, it's, it's unavoidable. any movie at a film festival. Uh, clearly, yeah. Clearly, you know, I, I'm not trying to make anyone... I'm not trying to f- make anyone force watch no. the film, mm-hmm. right? Like, if yeah. they're going to leave, they're going to leave. Uh, as long as they're not think, rude think, and disruptive. Yeah, of course. And, yeah, uh, I think... Um, it, like that, that's something that I always struggle with with attending a festival mm-hmm. is like trying to read the description and figure out okay is this something is this that true? I'm actually interested in yeah. or or you just take a chance on it and, and figure yeah. it out but I, I I'll only like walk out of something if it's like really offensive mm. yeah um, what was the last thing you walked out on uh, I don't even I don't even remember 
Oof. but like just just something that's like really demeaning toward certain mm-hmm. gender groups or ethnic groups yeah. or like like so things like that are are what really pissed me off about movies yeah. it's not it's not like Quality say the, the centerpiece of your movie being yeah. just a 25 minute yeah. static shot of, of a forest yeah like that that might frustrate me but that yeah. that's kind of part of the process yeah. right yeah. challenges so like, yeah so you, part part of that shot is that there that's in there too is you know you kind of get confronted with yourself a little yeah, bit yeah totally um but honestly like that premiere uh, obviously we were pretty nervous, but I chose to not kind of let on what was going to happen. I just wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. And also, uh, you were probably aware of this fifth audiences are pretty notorious for being like difficult. Different. Um, <laughs> difficult, yeah. the only times I've ever had actual real drama in a crowd is, is, is during VIF. Like there's almost every so year. There's you, always, what do you mean by drama? Quite I, vulnerable, I don't know if I guess there's, there's every year I've gone, there's always been like almost a fight. Really? In the crowd. I've never, yeah, seen, over I've never people, witnessed this. Yeah, yeah, over people like taking out someone else's spot or like yelling at the screen. <laughs> I remember I went to a Peter Chester Kasky film, his last one. Yeah. Which was, uh, which one was it? Like, was, was it, it the bird watching one? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, no. That was no, a fight about that, a jacket. Yeah, there was a fight there. But Peter, <laughs> do you know Peter Chester Kasky, the Austrian filmmaker? No, he, I don't. He, he's, he's pretty avant garde, like, he's pretty radical. I can't remember the name of his most recent film. Um, it's very good, though. And there was like a, a bunch of senior citizens in the crowd who started to get very upset with the movie and yelling at it saying it was garbage and all this kind of stuff <laughs> oh my God. and then like yeah the next year after we were at the orthonologist it was yeah it? it's a name you know of that or, ornithologist ornithologist yeah. that film yeah and there was almost a fight while the movie was playing it like already the started the movie had already it started. already started someone came back late and had put their jacket on their seat and someone sat there anyways oh my God. and there was like a, a pretty big altercation yeah. And I remember also in the first Future Present uh, program, um, there like some of those films were jeered at and like, yeah, yeah just yeah, things like that. There's all, just, so I was really worried about like that because I don't mind if people walk out, but if you think if you a film is bad, else. the person next to you might be having a great experience. And if you have the yeah, audacity to, it, yeah. to, to disrupt their, like it's yeah. just... It's just, it's just pure narcissism. Like yeah. it's just, it's just a really rude and uncalled for to, yeah. to ruin someone else's experience. If you yeah. want to leave, just leave quietly, and I yeah. don't care. But um, I mean, I, I all if I'm shocked by something in a movie, I might, I might go, like, "Holy fuck!" Or yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I would never, I would never. Oh, someone walked out. Of, someone like, walked out of the the human surge too. Oh, that one was that so one funny was though, because people. So this this movie, I don't know, we'll talk about this. It's a little, a little graphic. But there was this movie. Was it the human? Yeah, it was the human, human surge. surge. This was 2016. Yeah, this is during VIF as well. During VIF, and uh, there was a lot of just you know, I guess it was a, it was a scene in South America. I don't yeah. know what country. It was, it was a graphic was scene. But it was a graphic scene where a bunch of guys were kind of on the whole like you know video cam of themselves like online yeah. where they were kind of not necessarily jerking each other off, but basically about to jerk each other off. Doing that kind of stuff. Doing that, yeah. like, fooling around with each other, grabbing each other's you know dongs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was very. Dumb. It was a wide shot, a lot of dicks. I also I was going yeah. for the dick yeah. line. I feel like I feel like in in a movie, it's a dong. It's not a dick. It, it's, it's not a, a dong. penis. It's a dong. It's a and, dong. And the way like, guys were acting, they were like joking around. Like yeah, they were, they were, yeah. they were not like saying, "Oh, like you know." There was yeah, there is a bunch of friends camming, probably for money. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, and it was some, a wide some, shot of it, and it held for quite a while. Yeah, like it was it was a scene that wasn't ending anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. And you could feel like people getting a little restless for it, and then one woman just was had enough. Yeah, she just got up and was like, oh. 
started walking and then one dude said something to her he, he, yeah he did he, she like very loudly got up and left and then he just this other guy started snicking around and had enough eh as she's leaving like really loudly like so the crowd could hear and then so a lot of the crowd started laughing and then when she left it like initiated other people leaving and it's just it just like, caused a commotion yeah yeah, yeah. it was funny it like, was like funny this one was funny but just but still like, it was just also guys. pretty uncalled for to yeah. just yeah but yeah and again that was it but you know that's just funny it's like a curse that i have i know i think matt has it might have it too but i can't leave i yeah, like yeah. something about maybe being a filmmaker as well like i have to yeah. sit through and it's caused a lot of anguish <laughs> a lot of trouble we were in a film this past video too where like we sat next to each other the whole time and it wasn't like and the whole time i was like hey well maybe matt likes the movie so i'm just gonna sit through this like fuck i'm just dying here you know we, we, we signed the contract <laughs> yeah. to sit there for the allotted time that yeah, it yeah. was yeah. And yeah, we regret it every time. But like at the same time, I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. I wish I could just leave. Yeah. But uh, I just can't yeah, do but it. back to for this premiere. Yes, yeah, sorry. We didn't let on anything that was going to happen. And um, I remember, I think the whole film there's only two walkouts, like really okay. quiet walkouts. Like Respect the, the, the walkouts. audience. The yeah. audience was. Uh, it was just I couldn't believe the, the reception. I was. I it was way better than expected. Well, and I think even Adam said that he had never seen a more attentive audience for a film like this because even Viff is also not historically known for programming avant-garde work or, yeah, or yeah, super yeah. challenging formal work yeah. um, obviously some stuff especially if it's a bigger name director some stuff does play it's a festival yeah. but yeah. the the audience isn't necessarily as primed for that stuff as maybe something like TIFF yeah. um, but they they stuck it out and they were very respectful and quiet and attentive and it was like really the second screen had more walkouts but overall um we were just like I was definitely expecting the worst, yeah, and yeah. preparing for it, yeah, yeah. So it was very receptive and it was very warm. Yeah, it was a great cool. response to yeah. film. That's good to hear. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think. There's there's no spoken words. No. In the well, there is there is one word. Fuck. <laughs> she says fuck. She drops an f bomb. She drops an f bomb. But I think in the actual final cut, the lo the levels are a bit low. You can't really tell. Like, yeah. Only I kind of know it's there. Yeah. But it's yeah. when she drops her phone. And it goes black, and she's shuffling at the same time, and she says "fuck" under her breath because she's like "fuck," I dropped the what, phone. What, like when it's when it's nighttime. When it, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay. like she's like walking with the phone light, and she trips and drops it, yeah. and it lands face down and goes black, and yeah, she yeah. can't find the phone, and she says "fuck," and uh, it's it is actually pretty hard to hear because she's like scrambling yeah, yeah, yeah. through the ground like on, with her hands and whatnot, so it gets muffled. But I mean, if you want to count that. This is the first I hear, I'm hearing about this. By so the way. I guess yeah, so I guess it doesn't count. <laughs> so if that's you don't how insider trivia this is. Um, and I guess I guess maybe there's there's like some people yelling off in the distance yeah. at a few points, but you can't yeah, really tell. You what can't tell what it. What it it's <laughs> but, more of and like, that, and that visual for the most part. That yeah. wasn't like sound designed by you guys. That was just um, that was just ambient noise. Or? I can't even answer that now. There's so much. It's, the whole thing's been flipped to me. Uh, well, so it wasn't it wasn't pre set up, but it was intentionally left there in the way that it was but it was while we were shooting there was some it was actually very kind of creepy because the whole second half or the last quarter is pretty eerie and, and scary hopefully yeah. when she's in the in the forest and there were those sounds like there was yeah, like a yeah, group yeah. of people doing i don't know i don't know what they were doing but they were making these weird animal shrieks and yelling way off in the distance <laughs> and so i mean we had to be there and film so we yeah. recorded it and then i kind of put it in to uh to that like sec like when she's delving into the darkness just it's just an atmospheric thing because you don't know what's in there and yeah. like that was literally the case like we didn't know what was in there with us like something was making those noises yeah, yeah, yeah. we did record them yeah we don't know what so it was definitely something where this is probably one of the few films 
one of the only actually this is the only film that I've kind of been a part of and I've helped make where I literally we were literally going through that character's journey like, almost live like yeah, almost yeah, yeah. as yeah, it was we, happening we as did, we were shooting well, we did literally get lost we got too. lost in the forest on one <laughs> oh, of the no. days yeah, and it was with all our gear so it was it was legitimately frightening yeah and it was like what she oh, so was this was this out at UBC yeah it was Spirit yeah. Regional Park yeah okay yeah yeah because yeah. 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 I, I was trying to I was trying to think while I was watching it I'm like I know that this is a movie about a person getting lost, but I'm trying to think, could you actually get lost? And I guess you can. Yeah. You can, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was dark enough. Yeah. yeah as, uh, when we were, as one of the things, like, as a producer kind of thinking about, was like, you know, crew safety. Yeah. Right? And we knew, like, Matt and I, we had, or Matt had done a lot of location scouting in the area where we're on the path yeah. that's, like, you know, labeled and marked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would just go, like, you know, a couple of feet off and we'd be in the, you know, according to the camera, with the yeah, camera yeah. in the frame sees, yeah. we're in the middle of the forest. Yeah. But, you know, I, so I let but, Matt. But for the sequence, for this where sequence we got we, lost, like, we literally were. Yeah, I kept dead thinking, center of uh, out of any trails. Oh, like we had, I didn't, I we couldn't risk people walking through. We couldn't risk uh, capturing like the sounds of the road at that. So you, it yeah, is there yeah, intentionally yeah. the sounds of the road, but we really wanted to be uh, away from everything as much as right. we could. Um, and this is where I guess I get stuck to my fault in a sense. Is I I thought the whole movie would be just like just off the path. So I didn't really think about oh we should have <laughs> landmarks and stuff that we can direct ourselves or, back or ropes or something. Nothing. Like that, We're yeah. so close. And then I guess as, as you know, once you start shooting a movie, you start getting a little lenient on certain things because you know you're just in the moment. In the whatever. moment. And as a director too, I couldn't like fight Matt on a certain thing because I know exactly what he's going through in his mind, yeah. what he wants. Hmm. At that point, though, I got I just let the leash too far. And we just went. <laughs> we just we weren't even that deep in. Yeah. But like I wasn't thinking as far as like we okay needed, the sun's going down we should get out of here yeah I was like let's get the shot yeah let's get yeah. the shot we needed the the depth too the trees we couldn't risk like seeing people walking on a trail or yeah, yeah we yeah. couldn't risk like having there be some sort of open area we needed the depth Dude, I should not listen to that I should be like it doesn't matter about the depth we might get lost in the forest but I went <laughs> with it and then we got lost and then that uh... and then we had to go back to that spot because even though we got lost we still needed to shoot some more stuff yeah. <laughs> So, so the, uh, on just again in terms of in terms of the sound, is it all is it all live or mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's really interesting. So and yeah. and you're not taking you're not taking sound from like separate shots and and layering it or anything like that or uh, rarely our sound guy Monty we would we would I like to I like to treat sound almost like it's its own like this like the mic is a as another camera yeah um, so you have to record the image and then you have to record the sound for some of these sequences so like we would get them set up in a certain spot and point it in a certain direction and wait for a certain time and, right. and just record yeah just like field recordings of yeah. of the forest and but oftentimes no no layering because i was big on the experience being her experience in the sense that she is in this particular forest in this particular spot and yeah um there is some there is a theme of technology in the film so if you could hear a plane or you could hear the cars on the road like i wanted that yeah and i think part of the film a small part of it is the fact that you know this is something in her backyard and, yeah. and it's and it's it's fairly close to comfort and safety so or that or was that important there, yeah you're only you're only able to get so far away from yeah from the technology so i didn't want to manufacture things too much yeah not a lot of not a lot of uh, layering or or manipulation it was just very much like this is what you hear this is what you see mm -hmm. yeah um, and the camera was quite active as well there's a lot of moving camera going on as well so we had yeah. to really focus on that and it was tough to kind of because we're oh, walking yeah. along with her making the same branch breaking noises yeah, yeah, yeah off yeah, trail yeah, so we had I was to like about as well yeah yeah so we had to kind of plant our sound guys sometimes we send monty like deep into the forest 
mm-hmm. to like be at the end where she would end up yeah mm-hmm. but like away from the camera's path so it was kind of this like weird right. game plan they had their own perspectives where the camera yeah. would walk one way and the sound guy would walk the other way so they would not hear each other yeah, yeah. and then she'd be like right in the middle walking through yeah, the forest yeah. and it was kind of a this yeah elaborate. or we'd have to hide them down down the, uh, the end of the shot yeah. but that's the beauty of working in the forest there's plenty of places to hide your, yeah, your yeah. mics and your sound guy and stuff mm-hmm. like that too yeah. And uh, and then yeah, there was times where it was hilarious. So I'd be like looking for Monty, our sound guy, and I'd be looking at all the trees, and I couldn't find him. And he would just like come out of one, like a cartoon <laughs> animal or something, like appear. Nice. And uh, but it was good. We got a lot of good audio because of that, uh, because of being aware. I yeah. Guess, of where to mm-hmm. pin him. Yeah. So when uh, I, I was talking to my brother and his wife before um, before we sat down here, and um, I was just saying, oh yeah, I'm going to be interviewing these filmmakers. They're like, oh, well, like what? What do they what do they make or whatever? I said, Well, one of them is an hour long and it has a twenty five minute static shot of a forest. They're like, Oh, uh Yeah. <laughs> and they're just not not the type of people that would have like, yeah. any yeah. level of, I even even just like I I took them to see a uh I took them to see Ponyo mm. one time mm-hmm. and like that was too weird, even though it's <laughs> conforms to like yeah, general yeah. standards of animation yeah. and yeah. like has Liam Neeson doing the voices and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, because it was the English version it wasn't the Japanese version yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess I just want to talk about that okay the, I, maybe maybe starting with my experience of, of watching that because yeah, yeah. um, I guess watching it at home I I have to confess to having paused it at a certain point and like going back to see where it started yeah. and like just mm-hmm. just as a as a general curiosity of like how long is this well, actually I'm curious going on about and, that too because we've never had it a home viewing i guess you could publicly say yeah yeah, yeah, on, yeah on a platform like the internet right 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 and and i feel like that is as much as as much as people say like you know the theater is you know the holy place and mm-hmm. and you need to watch a movie on in the best possible viewing environment etc mm-hmm. etc i feel like watching something at home like it, it, it that is that can be part of the experience of mm-hmm. like you know maybe in a comedy you go back and watch something that you really laughed at like mm-hmm. you you can yeah. rewind like that's that's kind of a part of the experience so like yeah. i don't necessarily see it as something that nece- that that immediately diminishes it that you have mm. to see everything in the moment mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't know what you guys would think about that but yeah so i so I, I like maybe about halfway through i was like okay i want to see where this started and then go but so anyway i didn't even notice that uh that the aspect ratio was changing yeah. the, until i did rewind and, and go back yeah um because it's so so, yeah, so slow exactly. yeah. Yeah, um yeah it was it was really cool and then and then once i did notice that the that the ratio was changing I, I was like so much more active mm. in watching it. So actually, going back and and rewinding, like it, it completely changed how I was watching mm. it, and like it almost turned into this optical illusion. Whereas where like even once even once it goes to the full, mm-hmm. is it sixteen by nine? Yeah, yeah. So. frame. Once it expands to that full frame and it's still there for a few more minutes, it almost felt like this optical illusion where it was still moving and mm. it felt like the shot was actually like even though. You have the the tree stump in the center of the frame that's kind of keeps everything grounded. It felt like everything around it was moving toward me, and mm-hmm. like it, it kept feeling like I was just being kind of uh, reoriented in the space. It was mm-hmm. it was really interesting to mm-hmm. to experience. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're in both parties because we're obviously big fans of you know films on the internet and finding new platforms to showcase films and trying to solve that problem mm-hmm. etc but uh also just still yeah loving theater experiences and i think 
I think uh, with the way things are going and the way things are going for us and the kind mm-hmm. of films we already make, like we definitely are headed towards more of a like this film will end up on the internet or this film is going to play on the internet or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so I did, it wasn't obviously my main influence or a big part of why I made the film, but I was um, excited about making a theater film. Yeah. And I definitely think this film is a theater film. Like I think that the ideas hit harder if you are in that environment, in that dark room sitting mm-hmm. silently. But it's interesting because it's when you have that ability to pause the film and whatnot, it becomes a different, it becomes a different film um, because of how you can, yeah, how you can choose to experience it. Cause I'm just thinking about if you had that ability to pause and scrub back and forth, I mean, it becomes like a totally different, it, like formally it changes. Cause if you can scrub through that sequence, you can see how the light changes so quickly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's very interesting. Movement. And yeah. I, I, for a while I had a cut where the film kind of like snaps back into itself and goes really quickly and you yeah. see all the light psh, like flurry out like that yeah, over yeah. the trees. It's really beautiful. And it's, it's something that part, one of the inspirations for that shot is being able to just sit and watch light change. Yeah. Um, and you can really see the journey, like the light takes in that shot by yeah. scrubbing and you can see the aspect ratio go in and out and yeah, yeah. you know it it was really exciting to like play around with that in editing and I, I eventually left it how it was but now viewers can do that watching it at home and we had never actually I don't even thought about that yeah we had never actually shot or it's like we've never shown the film publicly on any platform other than just in a theater so yeah. far right and it will get released eventually obviously and it probably will be on the internet um, but I just, yeah, I have it, I have no idea what to expect mm-hmm. from people who watch it in that way. Because, yeah, what's stopping you from pausing it and, you know, doing something else? Or if you get bored, you yeah. can leave. Whereas one of the ideas in the film is you can't leave. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can, but but there is a contract between a viewer and the and the movie. And you've already allotted that time. It's yeah. okay. You know, I've put aside this time in my life to go watch this movie. And so I was kind of like taking advantage of that yeah. by making the film the way I did. And that's kind of gone now. Once you can watch it at home or on the internet. Yeah, and 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 I guess to cl- to be clear, like I st- I still value that experience as well. But I think there all there is value in in having having a different experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, um, definitely. It's it's a new film now. Once it's playing online, for sure. Yeah, because you have that control that you know you give up. Yeah. And again, that's one of the ideas. You give up that control, and you're just here watching this movie yeah. and experiencing it. Now you can kind of take it back when you when you play it. Well, online. that's the unique thing with I think the way film is kind of being presented now, especially kind of more independent films are like more online or like Netflix or person. Mm-hmm. Where like a lot of films, when you first start making them, you're making up like an audience of you know many. Yeah. But now a lot of the movies I think that we're gonna make and things in the future will be just a one person with headphones on on mm-hmm. a laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a new audience. It's just maybe just one person who may have three or four tabs open. Yeah, like yeah. next to the movie screen, right? And that's such a like kind of a bizarre. <laughs> we, I mean, don't know. We, I don't but, think we even fully know what that means yet because yeah, it's, we're still making films the same way, and this is just a new way to watch them. But mm-hmm. it might actually influence how people make them in it the might. first place because if you have the ability to scrub through a movie or pause it or turn it off at any point, I mean, well, our, our, yeah, what's like in, artists and filmmakers might have to start being a little more mindful of that. <laughs> Not they don't have to obviously, yeah. but but who knows? But maybe, maybe five minutes is like a thing like don't leave. Like, <laughs> well, this is maybe maybe a film. The way the film is 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 constructed uh, is in a way that, and I don't even know what that would be, but in a way that's more beneficial to someone who has that power over it mm-hmm. to, to stop yeah. it at any point. Like, is mm-hmm. it going to change how you tell a story or you know construct the film? Sure, that's a big thing, man. Very yeah, so very different from the force force movie though. There's no. Yeah. 
there's no real thought put into that. The thing that I love the most though about about the Force movie style for a theater is that kind of notion. And Matt, well, again, like Matt knows, Matt's ideas for this film was really what, other of course than him being a good friend of mine, but I was really into it for the ideas that Matt had when it came to certain things like that. Mm. Like this kind of idea that everyone's sitting in a theater in his air-conditioned room next to other people watching basically just a screen of the forest. Like they're almost like they're getting to experience this walk in the forest, yet they're yeah. not. They're just sitting there. And I think that's what the aspect ratio change does. It, is mm-hmm. it, it makes, it makes them. them aware that there are they are in a room um, watching a film on a screen. It's a square box and then it expands and it's not it's not actually the forest and it kind of it was it was to it was to guide people's thoughts a little bit like you can think about anything you want but there were some ideas within the shot that i was trying to to guide people um along for and just even you know by the time you get to the end of the shot you could even be contemplating just movie watching and movie going itself it goes it it could stray it could stray away from nature and the themes of the film and become more about like what am i doing sitting here and what is this yeah yeah well yeah for me it was more so by the end of it it kind of put me into the experience of actually sitting in a forest and and Mm. having that space to think and so and so i all of a sudden i just had these different like musical ideas coming into my head yeah. and, and and so well, that's, that that goes great. back to me at the film festival and like not being able to follow the movies yeah. because i'm thinking about my own stuff Other and then stuff, yeah. here it's like well you get a break from the narrative and you can and it, yeah. like it almost like facilitates people should they choose to go that route to you know have these thoughts and yeah bio, that's like exactly one of the reasons why the film exists the way it does is that you could sit there and now you could you because like I said you've allotted that time yeah and now you can contemplate stuff and it, if it leads to you thinking about your music and whatnot that's that's great and you don't yeah. have to follow the film because there's nothing really to follow information wise like yeah. narratively like you're no like the narrative stops completely yeah. so um, and and that was and yeah, I had to, that in your, mind. to your to your point of of kind of coming up with new new forms of storytelling as a result of of distributing things online mm. like that could it could be that there's a, a greater interest in kind of these types of experimental mm-hmm. well I've thought about that a lot of, is that of, of creating things yeah it, like I said I made this film for a theater but I do think about like is there a real place for slow cinema on the internet mm-hmm. it, it, is it like what's going to happen to to those kind of movies I mean the people who want them they'll watch them the way they're intended yeah right mm-hmm. but Force movie, I'm sure, allowed in playing at VIF allowed for some people to get an experience they otherwise might not have had or might not have went and, and seeked out. Whereas the people who like this kind of stuff are gonna like seek out Force movie online and, and watch it as it's intended. I yeah. would hope, but yeah, you know, you you don't have that ability unless you're in a theater. Um, yeah, for, to to experience it that way, for, it's not something you're traditionally interested in. No, and and that's the probably the most unique thing that I found from the screening. Yeah, was like. I'm used to, you know, when you make a film and let's say you have a joke in the movie and you're, and you're seeing it with an audience, you'll know if the joke works or not because they'll like laugh. Mm-hmm. Like everyone will either laugh or not laugh and like, okay, this is good or bad. Mm-hmm. But this scene where the, the narrative just stopped and we just had a long shot go on, no one's expressing anything loudly for the yeah, first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. But they're all having their own inner dialogue going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was probably one of the first times where I literally thought like, wow, every individual person is not sharing the exact moment. Yeah, they yeah. might share boredom to collectively right. but they're probably sharing it at different times yeah, not yeah. on the punchline of a joke yeah, yeah, but yeah. like 10 minutes and someone could be like hey I'm sick of this yeah. like four minutes earlier than that someone else had that thought already exists and now yeah. are moving past it yeah. 
or they left, but one of the other. Yeah. And I just remember yeah. feeling so it's, much anxiety from that as like the filmmaker being on the filmmaker side. Yeah. Because yeah. you kind of want to hear that noise. Right. So when it comes to things existing on the internet, you, you have no idea what. Yeah. It's almost like that feel, same yeah. exact feeling. No yeah. idea. What of like you have no going. idea what's going to happen until someone maybe makes a comment on the video. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it's like not the same as them genuinely expressing themselves in the moment, yeah. which is something that you'll miss as a filmmaker mm. if you're not able to watch it with an audience, mm. yeah, per se. And that's and like, it, it's I, I find I find it interesting how it, people people seem to want very specific things out of a movie, mm-hmm. whereas like an audience member, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Whereas whereas like anyone can go to an art gallery and. And just wander past some paintings for yeah, a while, it's kind and of not, like that. and not be annoyed at it, mm. <laughs> yeah, right, or not be bored by it because mm. they just go on to the next thing, or they leave because mm. they they have no obligation to be in that place for a certain amount of time, or like music, you you know, obviously, you know, Bruno Mars is at the top of the at the top of the mm. hits or whatever, but. I don't even I don't I don't know what lingo yeah. to use for pop music because I don't <laughs> I don't listen to enough of it or follow it. But I do like Bruno Mars. But anyway, um, but then you know like Brian Eno can be yeah. immensely popular and yeah. and he's just creating soundscapes yeah. in an airport like whatever that album's called right. Like, but it's it's kind of getting similar to that uh, with music and then film the way that people make like an album. And they expect people to listen to it individually, and then they go on tour, and then they play it, and then everyone collectively feels the same. At that point, yeah. Whereas film is kind of the other way around, where you make it for the you make it for the tour, yeah. you make it for the concert experience, right? And then if people want, they can watch it individually, yeah. And I even think, then, I people invite film, friends over to made, like watch together. I think this film is made for the individual, though. Yeah, uh, it's a, but it's, it's being expressed. It's a collective theater. experience where, but everyone's individual experience is like yeah. Never that's that's what same. I mean. That's why it was such a unique thing. I realized that only from the theater experience. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. it hit me then that oh wait, even though we're in this theater with a group of people. This is an individual experience. Yeah, it's not a it's not a film that you walk out of feeling like a connection to everyone around you, and it's not a it's not a communal thing. It's like it's about you. Yeah, that's what's so interesting about it. I think coming out of the theater is like, what is anyone going to say? Because none of them will say the same thing. Mm -hmm. They actually all might say this sucked, but (laughs) yeah, there's a there's a chance they all hated it. Yeah, there's a chance (laughs) of that, but they all definitely thought different things throughout it, which I think is Mm -hmm. a huge uh, kind of that was a big thing that I like saying about. Yeah, the ideas in it are, are pretty are, are very universal ideas, but they mean different things for everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think like the the driving force behind it is well, there's there's two sides to the film, and one of them is obviously nature, um, and my thoughts on that, and then the other part is this idea of, of going off into the unknown, which might actually really be the oldest story we have is you know the face facing of like the monster or the mm-hmm. dragon or whatever, and it's going off into what you don't know, what you don't understand, and confronting it. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's why the film, th- that's what's happening in the film, literally, like physically, and internally, or metaphorically, or whatever you want to call it, because there's that f- the facing of the un- unknown within yourself, and then mm-hmm. that's actually reflected in the forest, where the forest is, you know, becomes the unknown to the point where, it, and that's why the, 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 the camera is very, uh, almost... I don't. I think stalking is too hard of a word, but there's something just keeping watch, right? Mm-hmm. And and then it gets manifested in the end, and that's kind of like the confrontation between her and the and the monster, right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of abstract ending, and that's kind of what it leads to is her clash with the unknown, and then coming out the other side, reborn almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, like I said earlier, she wants to sort herself out in a way, think some things through. Um, 
we're not sure what it is, but the point is, is that to, to do that and to, to go into your, into your own head and actually confront your own thoughts can be really terrifying mm-hmm. and to, and to try to sort, okay, which thoughts are my original thoughts and which thoughts aren't. And you'll find that when you do that, a lot of things aren't actually coming from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to find crushes what, your soul. <laughs> but to find what really comes from you and to find what you really think about something, um, is scary because, mm-hmm. uh, when you're saying what you really think, anyone who doesn't agree with you, it's like a personal attack almost, yeah. right? Whereas if you're just kind of um, spouting off an ideology or something like that, you're protected by it. Sure. But to really confront your own thoughts and, and say what, how you think and feel, you, you're getting rid of that. And so I think that's what she's doing in this film internally, and that's going in into the unknown and finding out kind of who she is, for lack of a better term. And then it's, it's also physically manifested in the film with the forest and the monster that's following her mm-hmm. and, and that the facing of it. Um, and I think that's something that everybody goes through all the time. And what is the unknown? Well, it's just, it's just what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And that can translate to, you know, literal, literal knowledge or, you know, a problem in your life that you're ignoring that's growing and under the surface and building. Yeah. And there's just, it's, it's a very abstracted idea. And I think that's why in the film it's abstracted too. It's not completely clear because it's not just what the film is about, but it's also kind of representative of that, that these ideas about the unknown do come through kind of kind of foggy and, and distorted and abstracted because it, it is, I think, a, an impressionistic film in that there's a, there's a feeling of it, a sense of it, but I didn't want to hit anyone over the head with it because the film's about other things and I think that, um, uh, other things as well, and I think that just this idea of the unknown is almost represented by how it's presented to an audience and mm-hmm. I think everyone knows it when they watch it they kind of get the feeling of what it is even if they can't um, specifically define it mm-hmm. and that was important yeah and that's one of the great things about some fi- like films in general as an audience member whether they know it or not are pitting themselves in the main character's shoes almost instantly without even yeah, becoming yeah. aware of it so if they were to do that in this film and they, they get in, into the shoes of, of the woman who gets lost in the forest and they get lost in the forest yeah. and then we give them the time to fully get lost where they mm-hmm. sit there and, you know, they realize, okay, like, here I am now confronted by my thoughts. Like, we didn't hit them over the head with anything crazy, mm-hmm. but they're probably hitting themselves over the head with a constant repetition of like, what's happening? This is not good. This is, this is getting strange. I'm starting to think too much now. In this or if situation. they're coming into the film with some sort of baggage or issue, yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna find surface. Them. The unknown is gonna surface, time. and it's gonna find them during that time. Like yeah. it's kind of it almost. I almost a little bit feel bad that you know because movies are escapism for a lot of people. We, yeah, we brought them in for escapism, and then yeah. left them there with their own thoughts, <laughs> and did not let them escape basically. Unless they yeah. unless they physically stood up and left, of course. Yeah, yeah. and and also it could just not work. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also wanted the. It's always important that I think I'm. I'm also looking for beauty in my films and trying to make something beautiful. So at least it works at that level. But yeah, at the end of the day, it just might not work for someone, and that's totally fine. But I think it is, and this maybe is a bit presumptuous, but I, I feel like it, it does say something about the person who watches the film. The film kind of reveals something to them, and they either pay attention to it or they don't. And I think that you know, if someone storms up and yells at the screen after four minutes of the same shot, I think that's like. Pretty, pretty revealing of, of what kind of person that is. I'm not saying that's bad or good. I'm just yeah. saying it's that's clearly one person, and then another person who sits through it the whole time transfixed is, you know, another kind of person, and it's, it it reveals a little thing, a, a little thing about everyone who watches it to that person if they're willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was definitely like again like when people 
that was a big nerve wracking thing. It's like everyone will have a different thing. And we talked to people who like loved that. They got time to think and they got, they kind of meditated a little bit from it. And there were others who were just kind of like getting antsy and anxiety was being brought out of them. Yet on the screen was the exact yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. And that but was lots so is weird. happening too. Nothing's happening. Lots are. Yeah, lots that's is what happening. I mean. Like it depends. It depends, depends on, on person, if it, if the film works for you or not. If it's working, then a lot's happening and I love the idea that a lot of people don't notice the, the frame expanding yeah. until maybe it's too late maybe until it cuts back yeah, and it snaps cuts back, back yeah. together I was, gonna, right? I was gonna say I probably wouldn't have really noticed I mean, maybe I don't know but well it definitely I works was already, on a, it was better already, on a big screen like when yeah. you sit right up at the front it it takes over your whole yeah. vision but then you start tripping out of, man because you start thinking you start, yeah you start to question it, it I don't yeah. know and then your thoughts well that's what I was saying like even once it was already at the full frame it still felt like it was moving yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and when you're in a theater, you can't scrub back and see it happen real, like really, really quickly. And then, then uh, yeah, I was curious if someone ever like whispered to them to their partner. Oh, I heard people. People were talking. Like, hey, is it people, moving? Is it? Yeah, that? the screen's moving. I'd see them point. And, and you wonder yeah, even when that. that would happen. It is very quiet. Yeah, you can so hear everything. Quiet. You can hear, oh yeah. man, that was so nerve wracking. You could hear oh, that door God. open. You hear people's like seat shift. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's hard. But, yeah. but no, I was really happy with how it played. Yeah. Um, hey, listeners, this is William cutting in. We'll get you the rest of Alexander's talk with Manny and Matt on a future episode. So maybe if you, if you guys can just plug your your stuff online, Twitter, yeah. Or, uh, well, the Manny's films right now are up on Seattle Cinema, which is S I T A L, um, and there's gonna be a lot more coming for that. Yeah, and I mean, I just have a Twitter. It's Matt Blay with an extra T. Because Matt Taylor Blay, so Matt, two T's, then another T, so three T's, and then Blay, B L A I S, and that's that's basically all you yeah. need to follow me. I uh, I have an Instagram, but I don't post as much as I should. At uh, Manny M fifty nine. Okay. And then also just to plug us, um, Gary, the cinematographer, like all the work we've done. He he's also got a quite a he's got some projects going along too, and you can follow. I think it's at three underscores, so like underscore underscore, underscore juice. And uh, and Monty, who's also kind of going into his own music thing, he did the sound design for the lift, which is really incredible. Yeah, and he did the sound mix, I think, as well, mm-hmm. or did the sound for Force well, he, Movie. Yeah, he worked he, into on 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 locations. Uh, sound Force Movie. His is at Last Man on Earth, and he's okay. kind of I think pushing out some new music he's making himself right now. So oh, nice. definitely, if you get, if anyone enjoyed the way our movies sounded, the way they looked, you should definitely follow those two guys as well. Yeah, and you can you can email me too at Matt Taylor Blay. And Taylor's T A Y L O R at Gmail. If you want to see Force Movie or some other work, I can send a link mm-hmm. out. And we're on, uh, we have a Facebook group if you want to join that. Um, email at filmedincanada at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Mary to a Fly. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time.